0: Hello and welcome to this week's show of The Haunting Hour. I'll be your host, Gray. Now as most of you know, I'm going to be doing this once every two weeks. I do have time constraints with helping to run a company as well as other writing projects but I'm going to try to keep this up every two weeks for you guys. Welcome to The Haunting Hour and I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, let's begin. My Family is Falling Apart, Episode 4. Enjoy, guys. I burst into the room, ready to swing at the first thing I see. My arms drop as something small and fluffy jets towards my legs. There's soft whimpers, a little whining, and then drool. Lots of drool. Daddy! Daddy! It's a... Puppy! Karis wraps her arms around the little wriggling being, her face getting covered in slobbery kisses. I laugh and bend down to scratch the little guy's head. I've seen some cute pooches in my life, but this guy takes the cake. I'm a little sad to see that his tail has been cropped, but he's still as beautiful as he is cute. He nips playfully at my hands and I flick him on the nose. Not too hard just enough to let him know. I turn toward Jen. You're going to have to train him not to nip. This breed is known for that. Jen breaks into a smile and nods her head. I know, but you know me and herding breeds. I do know. A lump rises in my throat. This was a dog we'd always talked about getting. That's why I would gotten a home nearly 30 miles from the city with four acres of land, which is ironic, with her living near the middle of the city. I got him for us, she says, almost hearing my inner thoughts. I stand next to her as Karis occupies herself with the dog. For us? She nods. I'd completely forgotten that I got him as a surprise for us and had got him from a breeder she smiles as she looks down at karis i know i should have told them no but i'd already paid and i knew karis would love him i frown at her but you won't be home enough to take care of him you know aussies will tear everything up if people aren't home they need a lot of room to run she smiles at me her eyes taking on a strange twinkle. Karis, honey, stay in here with the puppy. I'm going to show Daddy something and we'll be right back, okay? Okay. Okay. Karis practically sings as she's only half paying attention. She's already toting the little guy around, wrapped up in a blanket. Well, that's that. It's Karis's dog now. I shake my head and follow Jenna out into the hall. She grabs my hand and guides me along. It's a very long hallway. I look around, confused at how much space this place has. We pass three bedrooms before it hits me. I stare out across the place and get a look at the whole thing. This isn't a loft. It's a mansion. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? She giggles at my confusion and shakes her head. I'm not kidding, Tom. I shake my head and my attention goes out to the grassy field. The whole thing is enclosed, but it's natural, like some sort of atrium. It must be a solid two acres of land and it's completely private with a garden, a pond, even a hedge maze, a goddamn hedge maze, in the middle of downtown. What on God's green earth possessed her to live like this? This was nothing like her, and now she's lying. There is absolutely no way you're going to stand here and tell me that this place is three grand a month. I cross my arms and look sternly at her. Don't you lie to me, Jenna. How much are you paying for all of this? She shakes her head. You don't believe me. That's that's fair. She crosses over to the door. Come here. I want to show you something. I'm getting tired of this. Why won't she just tell me? Jen, look. I understand that you probably paid more than you would have liked. And you're going through something. We all are. But... We've never once lied to each other. Let's not start doing it, okay? She keeps walking and I have to jog to catch up to her. She's barely heard a word I've said and now she's giving me the silent treatment. I'm getting more irritated by the second as I try and keep up. She's fast, really fast. For every step she's taking, I'm taking five. I'm practically panting as I catch up to her in the hall. I jump as the door closes behind me. Jenna stands there smiling at me. I spin around to where she was and surprised to find nothing. She was just there. I spin back around. Jen, what the hell? She looks up at me innocently. What's up? I frown, looking from the door to the spot she was, and then back to her. Her features are smooth, her eyes still twinkling. How did you do that? Her eyebrows furrow, and she purses her lip. Do what? She asks. I shake my head. Look, never mind. What did you want to show me? We've come to a part of the story where I'm not sure if I've gone completely insane or I haven't slept in a week. Much like a scene out of a classic Henson film, Jenna is staring down at me from the ceiling. I'm half expecting a rock ballad to sound and Karis to always appear just out of my reach in a maze of stairs and doors. I close my eyes. Breathe in a few times and then open them up. Jenna is still there, at least 50 feet up, maybe more. She's laughing so hard her face is turning red as she covers it with her hand. She skips across the ceiling, running from one side to the other. I scowl like a child on the ground, crossing and then uncrossing my arms. Not sure what to do with myself, feeling small and insignificant beneath her. Even hanging upside down, blood rushing to her face, Jenna manages to make all other women look like trolls. Her hair is spilling out and her teeth are glimmering in the dim space. (laughs) You, You aren't crazy, she says between giggles. Who is this woman posing to be her? Jen has always been a bit carefree in some ways, but not like this. It's as if my very discomfort brings her pleasure. This place, it's amazing, Tom. I can't explain it, but each room holds a surprise. I've managed to get into a few of them. Some are just, you know, ordinary rooms, like Karis's room. But some, she spins around, her arms outstretched, are just special. Stop it, I snap. Stop this right now. She quiets and shifts above me. A few pebbles drop to the floor. I look up at her and search for some way That she could be suspended. Some way that it can possibly be happening. I look at her shoes. They're just normal tennis shoes. There's nothing different about them. There is no way that they can support her. They barely go to her ankles. There goes my magnet theory. I look for some trick in the light. Maybe she's hooked up to something and suspending from it. I start believing this to be true when she steps away from the ceiling. Like an angel, she flips herself around in mid-air and floats gently to the floor. She's inches from me now, her eyes still carrying a jovial sparkle, her lips turned up into a sly smile. Her breath comes out and she leans into my ears. I shiver as her breath brushes against my neck. You aren't crazy, Tom. She leans back, her eyes finally calming to the Jenna I know. Shy, sweet Jen. What is this? Some sort of trick? I blurt out suddenly. I'm feeling embarrassed yet again to fall under this beautiful creature's spell How does she always manage to make me fall for her? Over and over. She frowns, shaking her head. I'm sorry. Jen stares at the floor, unable to meet my eyes. I can feel my anger mounting. I don't want your stupid apologies, I think. I just want some answers. Why did you bring me here? To laugh at me? To get a look at my reaction, she shakes her head again, her hair falling down her shoulders and hiding her face. I swallow thickly, my eyes lingering on her soft curves. I want to wrap her up and bring her close to me. There's something about her delicate frame that makes me want to protect her. Before I realize what's happening, my arms wrap around her. Don't, she yells, too late. I feel it. It's disgusting. Thousands of tiny movements push beneath her skin. Something skitters across my arms. And then there's a sharp pain. I scream and rip myself from her, falling to the ground. I scramble to my feet, my eyes never leaving her face. It's darkening under the long blonde mane. The smell hits me next. It's a confusing mix of dirt. Like the air before a storm and rotten death and decay. A low groan escapes from behind the curtain of hair. The room suddenly fills with the sound of wind. My hair whips around and dust blasts into my eyes and nose. I sputter covering my face from the barrage. It's so strong, I can barely stay on my feet. There's a loud suction noise, and then, as quickly as it began, it subsides. The room goes quiet, and I feel it instantly. I am alone. My eyes roll to the back of my head, and the last thing I can remember is my body slamming to the ground. Daddy? Daddy? I jerk awake, pushing myself up. Tom? Her voice comes out quiet, concerned. I sit up and look around. I'm at the bottom of the stairs. (laughs) It's daddy. Are you okay? Karis bends down and tilts my face up toward hers. Her little eyes are swollen and red. She's been crying. I groan and shift my legs underneath me. Jenna is next to me in an instant, her arms under me and helping me to my feet. You shouldn't move before I've had a chance to check you over. I start at her touch, expecting to feel something jump out at me or that horrid stench again. I relax when I feel nothing but the warmth of her touch and the brief scent of her perfume. I inhale the fresh, clean smell and sigh in relief. No, I'm, I'm fine, I mutter. She frowns, shaking her head. You are not fine. You took a big tumble. She points up to the top of the stairs. I gaped up at how far I had fallen wonder she'd been insistent how the hell am I even alive after that I poke experimentally at my ribs and move my limbs carefully satisfied that nothing is broken I smile over at her really I'm fine I repeat more to myself than her and Karis I can tell by the look on her face she won't believe me until she checks it out for herself Karis plows into me and squeezes tight. Are you really okay? Like, for real? I burst into a laugh, bobbing my head up and down. (laughs) Yes, baby, I'm okay. She giggles and squeezes me tighter. I let out a fake wheeze and cough. She giggles more, trying her hardest to squish the life out of me. Jenna crosses her arms, All right, all right, little miss. Let me take a look at your dad before we go putting pressure on him. Karis lets go and backs away sheepishly. I know that look. Hey, hey, honey. It's okay. Mommy isn't mad at you. She just wants to make sure that my insides are okay. Karis nods but continues to stare at the floor. The tension between all of us is definitely real i clear my throat and point upstairs i bet your puppy would like some of those squeezes that does it she's bouncing up the stairs and giggling the whole way i envy kids ability to just forget everything and be stupidly happy in a matter of seconds jen doesn't waste a second she's stripping me in the hall whoa whoa i say feeling very naked. At least buy me a drink first. She ignores my lame joke and starts feeling along my ribs. She moves methodically down both arms, then neck and back, then finally along my legs. Satisfied, she stands and hands my clothes back to me. You're damn lucky, all you have is some bruising, but you could have some internal- Jen? I'm fine. You know all the symptoms of internal bleeding. We both do. You made sure of that, remember? She nods, hugging herself with her arms. My mind flashes back to the room upstairs and to everything I saw. I stare across at her, unable to hide my fear. Her brows furrow as she looks at my face. What? What is it? Do you feel any pain? I shake my head. No, nothing like that. I'm struggling to trust myself right now. Jen, I... The words die on my lips as she wraps me up in a hug. I'm genuinely confused by her behavior. Was everything that happened before just in my head? Never in my wildest dreams did I expect to be standing here half naked, embraced by Jen, in the middle of this house? I look up at the stairs, and then follow it along the hallway. It's still all there, the rooms and the wide opening. So I know I didn't hallucinate that. This is a house, We are embracing, and Karis is upstairs. I repeat these facts in my head a few times. I need to feel like all of this makes sense, that I'm not completely and totally insane. I pull the covers up to her chin, the way she likes it. She grins and squirms beneath the blanket. Night, daddy, she coos rubbing her nose against mine. It's been a while since she's done that. I lean down and snuggle her a bit, not wanting to let go. I know what's waiting for me. She giggles and hugs on my face. I love you, she whispers. love you too, sweet girl, I say. I sit back and run my fingers through her hair. She smiles and closes her eyes, In just a few minutes, her breathing becomes heavy and I know she's out. I don't want to move. I'll have an entire week to myself with nothing to do but throw myself into work and binge movies. It was a rare occasion that Jenna asked for time off of work, but apparently she was taking some time to herself this week. She dropped this latest bomb on me as I had walked up to the stairs to tuck Karis in. They were supposed to be going on a mommy-daughter trip to Jenna's hometown. So now, the already long three days, Karis would be gone and that would turn into seven days. I'll admit, I'm more than a little jealous that kiddo will see it before I did. Jenna had always been strange about telling me things especially her childhood in all the years we'd been together i have never met her parents she's an only child so i'd always known she had a small family but stranger still her grandparents had passed away when she was only a child so no family and i never met her parents it was equally strange for me since I come from a large family with two younger brothers and an older sister. My parents were freaking saints, so our home was always a home for foreign exchange students. Needless to say, I never had a moment to myself. It came with tons of downfalls until I moved out. We never missed a holiday and we always had each other's backs. My parents had always been a bit of a mystery to most people. They managed to stay in love for all of these years. The topic of divorce was never something mentioned in our home. Yeah, I know, I grew up pretty sheltered. I might be simple, basic, some may even say, but I knew what I wanted in life. Jenna and Karis were all that I needed. I pause at the top of the stairs, looking out over the house in its entirety. Was what Jenna said before true? It couldn't be. There's a shift in the air and she's here, at the bottom of the stairs. I sniff and blink. When had she gotten there? Had she been there the whole time when I tucked Karis in? At least an hour had passed. I had taken my time reading Karis' favorite stories And watching her sleep. Jen's face is radiant, almost inhuman in its beauty. I slowly walk down the length of the stairs, my eyes never leaving hers. Hey Jen, can we talk? She smiles slowly and nods. Yes, I think that would be a good idea, she says. It's barely above a whisper, almost seductive. My heart leaps in my chest and my hopes soar. Maybe this is it. Maybe she'll finally come to her senses. We belong together. She feels it. Jen, please. My hand is covering hers and I can feel the heat rising in my cheeks. Don't say that. Jen shakes her head, her hair shifting to cover her right eye. I can barely make out a slight quiver in her lip. She doesn't want to do this. She's just doing it because she's upset and in a bad place mentally. She doesn't know what she wants. Be patient, I tell myself. Don't push her so hard. At least that's what I thought I would do. But what came out was, I just don't understand you. You're so sweet and kind, caring one minute and then the next, you push me away. What's with the mixed signals, Jenna? I say her name so harshly, even I cringe a little inside. I'm being childish, but my bitterness just wells inside of me. It's spilling out. Do you think this is something I want? She shot back, her eyes flaring as she ripped away from my touch. Could've fooled me if it isn't, I growled between clenched teeth. We stare across the table, sizing one another up. Like always, I'm the first one to fold. Look, I'm sorry but you won't tell me anything. All I know is that you keep telling me it won't work, but you refuse to tell me why. She closed her eyes and drew in a long, deep breath. Tom, listen to me, really listen. I stare at her for several seconds, my anger slowly starting to dissipate. Jen is always the reasonable one. It can be infuriating at times, but even I know when I'm being ridiculous. I'm feeling scared, left out, and alone. More importantly, I'm lashing out. So I nod and sit patiently. She gets up, her shirt brushing against my arm. Her scent rushes up all at once, fresh and flowery, like laundry mixed with a summer breeze. At some point, she had made us coffee. When she returns, she has two mugs. The doctor in her has kicked in. She's going to be in counselor mode. Tom? She starts with that annoying sound in her voice. It's the one she uses to explain things to our daughter, when Karis doesn't understand I cross my arms and stick out my jaw I don't like being treated like a child Despite the seriousness in her voice She can't help herself and starts laughing <laughs> oh, You look just like her She breathes between laughter My arms drop and I join in her laugh we're two fools back in our home laughing over the dinner table she wipes delicately at the corner of her eyes honestly what do i do with you i smile sheepishly at her take me back that was hands down the lamest thing i could have said at this moment Pretty much at any moment in my life, ever. How stupid can one dude sound? She sighs, then looks at the ground. I honestly want to. I look up at her, shocked but hopeful. Then let's try, whatever it is. You can tell me. We can work through this. I'm beyond caring about how desperate I sound right now. The fact that she feels even a little bit like me is enough. I was assumed it was just one-sided. She smiles and her eyes take on a sad, faraway look. I said I wanted to. It doesn't mean that we can. It's my turn to look at the ground. Since it's in front of me, and the only thing I know to do, I reach out and take the cup of coffee. It's strong and robust, definitely a blend that came from south of the border. Jenna was an avid coffee drinker. She even roasted her own beans. I don't know nearly as much as she does, but I know good coffee when I taste it. She's pretty much ruined the store-bought brands for me. Finally, I break the silence. Can you at least tell me why? I think I deserve that much. You keep saying that we can't. Is it me? Something I did? She shakes her head and takes a sip from her own mug. You do deserve something, she says. Her eyes look dark, and for the first time I notice how tired she looks. There are dark rings under her eyes and her skin, though soft and supple, looks pale. It looks like she hasn't slept for days. I reach across the table and return my hand over hers. If you want to be with me, why can't we be together? You and Karis, you're all I ever wanted. Tears form in her eyes. She shifts her hand under mine and we sit, holding hands. She swipes angrily at her face as the tears fall. Damn you, I wanted to be firm tonight. You have no idea why all of this is happening. And that's what makes it hard. The words are gone from me. She sighs heavily, Tom, I'm sorry. There it is again. There's damn, infuriating words. Those words that are ruining my life over and over. But they mean nothing. Just like before, her voice sounds in my head. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so, so, stop it there's a sharp slap across my face. Stop this now, she screams. I hold my face and stare wide-eyed across from her. Jet, I said stop, she interrupts. I'm stunned into silence, unsure of what I've done. Can she hear it too? Carol called me today, she says softly. The hit still stings on my face. But I managed to lower my hand and look over to her. She did? How did she... She's quitting, Tom. And if you try and get a hold of her, she'll press charges. I am so confused. My head is spinning from all this new information. Why did Carol call Jenna? I mean, they'd known each other, but not intimately what did she have to do with anything jen shakes her head oh god look at you you have no idea do you the anger is slowly filling me again have no idea about what the fact that my family is falling apart that everyone is quitting on me what the fuck is happening That infuriating note is back and I want to slap it right out of her. I love you, but you need to leave. My hands dig into the table. I'm fighting the urge to wrap my hands around her delicate throat and squeeze Carol. So Carol was in on it too? Were all the women in this world conniving? Or... Is it just the ones I choose to bring into my life? Looks like it's going to be just me and Karis from here on out. Oh, Karis. I glance up at the stairs leading to her room. Then a horrible thought occurs to me. The trip. I try to keep my voice even. Somehow I manage to do it. What day are you coming back? There's a brief awkward pause But she manages to whisper, Saturday morning. She's lying. I know she is. This is her plan. She's going to take Karis from me. Jen doesn't have a family. This is all a plot to get me to leave our daughter here so she can take the one thing away from me that I have left in this world. What lies has she told Carol? Did she feign to be a victim again? I grind my jaw. Jenna sits across from me, ready to bolt at any moment. Her hands are on top of the table, but she turned in a way that she could put some distance between me and her. She's a good, strong runner and fast. My mind flashed to before. How had she gotten so far away from me in such a short time? Didn't I fall down the stairs? I'm not sure which memory to trust. Did I actually fall down? And did anything happen upstairs? I mean, actually happen? I turn to her, look her dead in the eye and say, Jenna, did you get to show me the house earlier? She blinked a few times, her face a mask. There it is again, the same one she wears when she's hiding something. Jenna, I yell, beating the table with my hands. Yes, she stammers. And the room? I prod, my voice bordering on hysterical. She raises her eyebrows and stares at me room? I sigh. (sighs) Yes, the room. The weird one. I don't want to say too much, trying to figure out if this is real. If that was real. The atrium? Yes, I I showed you that one, she says. Then, that was the last room we saw before we were walking back to Karis' room, and... Didn't you? Right, I said. I tripped. She's staring at me as I finish my words. She looks frightened, like a small girl. Her features are wide, innocent. I feel like the biggest asshole in the world. Maybe this is all in my head. Maybe I should go ahead and get checked out first thing Monday. I reach over to her, but she pulls away, sniffling. To my horror, her mask is gone and replaced with a deep sorrow. Tears stream down her face, staining the pale blue shirt. Now I feel like the king of asses, Jen, I say softly, please didn't mean to scare you I'm just I don't know strange things have been happening I mean Carol quit on me through you I just fell downstairs and I can't even explain to you what I saw when I passed out I honestly don't know what to believe she's crying now her shoulders racked with sobs I do the only thing I know how to do and offer my comfort with my arms. Finally, I feel her body soften against mine. She leans into the hug, burying her face into my shoulder. I'm sorry, Tom. She breathes again. I'm so very sorry. Then, as quickly as it happened before, slips away our moment is over jen stands and then waits for me to join her by the entryway she's pacing slightly as i slowly move to the front entrance she stops glancing up at me and then the stairs i feel so defeated like somehow i've let them both down again i can't win jenna over I wanted a full and happy home for our daughter. Instead, Chen and I hug and then I leave. And just like that, the whole thing is over. Alright friends, that is the end of this episode for this haunting hour. So hopefully for the next one, we can at least get close to the end, and then maybe the one after that, we can go ahead and finish it out and start with our next episode of The Haunting Hour, in which we're going to get into some urban legends. Usually between my horror stories and short stories, I like to do episodes covering urban legends and folklore and those sorts of things and this next time we're going to go over some of the urban legends from online including some creepy pasta some old-school legends like the black-eyed children based out of Texas itself where I'm from So this next episode, I don't want to give too much away, but is going to be super fun and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Pleasant dreams tonight and hopefully next episode we will get through to the end of My Family is Falling Apart. Sweet dreams.